So my topic for this week is our president, Joe Biden, has announced that he is running again for a second term. He So he announced his run for the 2024 election. And obviously, for those who follow me on social media, you'll know that I had distinct feelings about this re this, uh, this nomination that he's seeking. I I'm just going to come right out with it. I do not think that Joe Biden should be running again uh, for several different reasons. And I, I think when you're on the left and you make you know that statement, there is a lot of pushback that you get because you know whenever you say anything bad about a democratic politician, the immediate kind of like pushback from other people who are also on the left is that you are enabling Republicans or that you are enabling fascism or vote blue no matter who, or you see what they're doing, so on and so forth. This conversation, I think, is attempted to always be broken down into this binary, this black or white. It's either all of this or all that. But this conversation has always been and will always be, in my opinion, a very nuanced gray discussion. And that's kind of what I wanted to bring to us all today. Kind of talking about Biden running again, uh, how we feel about it, his challengers that he has in the field, the fact that the DNC is talking about how they're not going to have primary debates and also whether or not just the elephant in the room, is he too old to be running again? Some people don't want to have that conversation because they say it's ageist. I want to kind of just like dig into that with everyone a little bit here. But before I kind of get into all my different feelings about why I feel the way I feel about why I, I, don't, I don't want Biden to run again. I don't. I'm going to come out there and say it. you guys might feel differently. I do not want him at the top of the Democratic nomination, even though it's probably inevitable that he will be at this point. But let me just open the floor to, to either of you first. What were your thoughts when you heard that Joe Biden said that he was going to run again for president in 2024? I mean, I guess I just thought, wow, the the potential of the alternatives is just going to be crushed by the DNC. Like the DNC is just going to fucking try to make it so that there is no other option. There's no other discussion. It is. It, and that is what is most upsetting to me that there's no, I don't know. I, I feel like we're not going to be presented with other options. And that is untenable at this point, especially when he is as old as he is. <laughs> so. it, it kind of is like an inevitable problem because like as soon as he was elected, because if he doesn't run, he becomes a lame duck. And if you allow uh, like a primary, a real primary with debates, that hurts your, you know, the, from the DNC's perspective, that hurts your chances of winning the presidency. Like no ifs, ands, or buts, a primary challenge to a sitting president does not help their chances of winning the general. Yeah. But like, I do think that if I'm running the DNC, anything else has to be better. Like, like Biden's numbers <laughs> suck and they've always sucked. They've never been good. Like the, like the majority of Democrats don't want him to run. And, and I think with Biden, you know, putting the ageism thing aside, age also gives him a wonderful excuse. Like he can, he can just take the, you know, fall on his sword, be like, guys, I'm having health issues. You don't have to specify what they are. I don't think I can sit for another four yeah, years of the presidency. Totally. I'm going to step aside and let you let America decide who the next president is. And that would be a noble thing of him to do. Um, and it, no one would look 
you know, negatively upon him for doing so. And it actually, and I do think that would be the best strategy because I think that if he goes against anyone not named Donald Trump, he's going to get obliterated. Absolutely. Like there's, there's no question in my mind, you know, and I think a lot of this skepticism comes actually back from decades ago when Jimmy Carter was running in 1980 and he was primaried by Ted Kennedy, who ended up getting like 37% of the vote, ended up losing. But most people at the time thought that it made Carter stronger going into the election, but obviously he got obliterated by Ronald Reagan. And so there's been this little like trepidation ever since then. But the logic doesn't stick up for me. You know, you have primary debates whenever there's an open seat. Obviously, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton went through vigorous primaries leading up to the 2008 election. Obviously, neither one of them were sitting presidents. You had that again in 2016, which people might argue that somehow Bernie has something to do with that. I think that's complete trash. But in 2020, again, obviously, there was like 55 people who ran for president on the Democratic side, you know, and obviously it didn't hurt Biden's chances of going up against Trump in that election. It just it feels like it's just based out of nothing but fear. In my opinion, having an open primary and this particular time, only two other people have announced they're running against them. You know, Robert uh, Kennedy Jr. and Marianne Williamson, who I'm going to touch on here in a moment. But in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with having other people getting on the stage with Biden and addressing maybe other people who are also on the left, because we've seen polls that have shown a over 80% of people in a new Newsweek poll that were Joe Biden voters said that they wanted the Democratic Party to hold primary debates. We've also seen so many polls over the last couple of years where Democratic voters, people who voted for Joe Biden, did not want him to run again. And their <laughs> primary yeah. reason for it was actually because of his age. Yeah. You know, because like it's just like the elephant in the room, everyone. Like the man is in his 80s. He's already the oldest president in history. So it, it's it's honestly at, at a certain point, you know, I'm not trying to be mean about it, but like that man in particular, it, it's obvious that he is losing his ability to do this job. And we've seen yeah. for anyone who takes this job that it has a toll that it takes on them over the years. I mean, you think about Barack Obama, he aged a lot yeah. over the course of his eight years. Like it is an incredibly stressful job. And we're tasking it to somebody who's in the twilight years of his life. But yeah. I want to hear from other people who might who are challenging him. I really do. And I've had people reach out to me and say that they think that I should do more coverage on candidates like Marianne Williamson. Her platform is exploding on TikTok, for instance, right now. People are talking about her a lot. I briefly did some coverage of her in 2020, the first time that she was running uh, you know, in, for the primaries back then. I personally don't have that much negative to say about Marianne Williamson. She seems like she's had some takes in the past that seem a little strange. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, you know, I just believe that anyone who wants to challenge should be allowed to challenge and they should be allowed to speak on the primary stage or on the primary debate stage with the president and the people should be able to have the the chance to vote. Yeah. Shutting down democracy is what we're always accusing the Republicans of doing. <laughs> and now the point. Democrats are doing it. How can we be the party that's like, I'm always giving the Republicans crap for being, oh, you're the party of small government. Oh, you're the party that protects children, but you do these things. We're supposed to be the democracy party. <laughs> what is happening right now? In our I very name. In, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think in general, like most of the time, I'm okay with not having primary debates because most of the time, uh, 
you're just going to run the president, right? But like, and that's still what's going to happen here at the end of the day. And we just, if he decides to stay running, that's what's going to happen. But like this, the will of the Democratic Party is to see other options right now. Like, like polling shows that that they want other candidates, they want the debates, even if it ends up being Biden, they at least want to hear from people. And in my mind, if you're the DNC, that means you represent the Democratic Party. Party. It doesn't mean you represent the leader of the party. You represent the people who are part of it. And I am equally as part of that party as Joe Biden is, you know, and to say that the majority of the people who make up our organization want this to happen, but we're not going to let it happen because we think it will hurt our chances of winning the election. Okay, you, you want to make that argument? Fine. But then why the hell are you running a president with a, such a shitty approval rating? Like, like, like that, that no yeah. one, that even on his own yeah. party doesn't want him to run. If it's about yeah. electoral politics, explain that to me, because it doesn't seem like the best option to let him run again. If you have to insulate him that much, then even you're afraid of his chances of winning, right? Yeah. You know, and, and it really just comes down to this at the end of the day. I also agree. If Robert F. Kennedy Jr. gets on the stage with Joe Biden, if Marianne Williamson gets on the stage with Joe Biden, I think the end result is still going to be that Joe Biden is going to be the, the nominee come the convention next year. But honestly, it's not really about that. Here, here's what I mean. Th this has always been about the Overton window, in my opinion, which is so important in all political discussion. Joe, you know, we have Bernie Sanders, for instance, did not win the nomination in 2020, did not win the nomination in 2016. But his two runs have shifted the Overton window dramatically to the left mm. because of his runs that he had and has changed national politics. It changed it for so many people running at the state level, running at the local level, how we think of anything in our normal, just like casual conversations. He popularized the idea that healthcare was a human right. No one was saying that in 2014, no one. No one was arguing on behalf of colleges being free for higher minimum wage, like not at the macro level that it is right now. It, it's changed so Biden's policies. Exactly. Yeah. And now we're all trying to hold him accountable for them. You know, so I, I think it's incredibly important that even if these people never actually come close to winning, that they be allowed to have the opportunity to pitch their ideas to Americans, because the Overton window, in my opinion, is worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well I mean, I also think, um, I don't know. I I understand going with the safe option and I understand the threat that Donald Trump poses. I absolutely don't want to minimize that. Um, but when I voted for Biden because I thought he would be better on social issues and the climate and Biden is signing on to things like the Willow Project and opening up other massive fossil fuel projects that are going to doom us as a fucking species like that that was kind of a uh that was the end for me of like my 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 support my just like i'm supporting him because it is the like strategic thing to do um and i and i will still advocate for people to vote blue because i think that it is is staving off some of the horrible destruction that the right is trying to uh, unleash but yeah he he's just he's proved himself in many ways um 
to not be on the side of the workers, to not be on the side of the climate. Um, and, and folks like Marianne Williamson actually are like standing there in solidarity with Stephen Donziger, who, you know, has been trying to hold Chevron accountable for devastating the indigenous communities of Ecuador with completely like rampant oil pollution that they deliberately unleashed. Um, you know, she, she's been elevating issues that are very, very important. Um, she's, I don't think she would back down on fossil fuel projects, you know, um, I think she's a little, little woo woo for me <laughs> based on some of her pr prior statements running the last time. But I do think like the core of her values is in line with mine and in line with like where we need to be going as a society, as a species, really. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Biden has just proved himself to be not on our side. And I I think like depriving us of the option to even thinking about anyone else that could stand up and 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 debate with him. It's just so wrong so fucking wrong it, it's and it's not just wrong because we think it's wrong it's wrong because the party thinks it's wrong. like like the part that's not this isn't like some we're in our leftist bubble and like yeah. this is a very progressive take like polling shows that the majority of democrats yeah. don't want him to run again so like totally it's just it's wrong to deny those voices to be heard even if it doesn't end up changing the outcome other voices should still be heard yeah. I, no. I want to say, you know, to wrap this back into the unions, I, I, I'd like to hear Desmond's take too. But like, I know that that was my like final straw with Biden when when Biden set, sided against the rail Railroad. unions. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like, okay, this is a clear cut opportunity for you to say, okay, I actually stand with the American people yeah. and not the corporate billionaires. And yeah. I'm going to stand with the corporate billionaires. I'm going to take away the right of the American people to strike. And like, Absolutely. to me, that was just like. I'm done with this guy. I'm done support. Yeah. I will I will hold water for him in the general, but I'm yeah. not going to like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. I lost my faith in Biden six weeks in. Um <laughs> no so, shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm 100 serious. Um my for third what? season of independent thought, they were it was when they were trying to get that second uh COVID relief package passed. And at the time they were trying to get the $15 an hour minimum wage added into that second package. This was March of 2021. Now, at the time, they'd used the excuse they couldn't do it because of the Senate parliamentarian. Very brief, very brief moment in the news. Didn't really get a whole lot of attention, but digging into the Senate parliamentarian, who that person was, what their scope of power was, it didn't take that much of a jump to realize, and I'm, I'm skimming over some of the details here, but the end result was is that they they lied about not being able to have the $15 an hour minimum wage added into this. And they chose to perpetuate that lie. And if for there, from for me from there, it, it was just, I knew it was gonna be more of the same. Yeah. And it and it has been, you know, because obviously we saw what happened with Build Back Better as he allowed Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema to destroy his entire agenda, the agenda that Bernie mostly pushed for, just allowed it to be completely scrapped. All that universal pre-K, you know, like pushing for that climate action, which again, Manchin has like gutted since then. So I I, I lost faith in Biden a long time ago. But this conversation, again, it, it's a really nuanced conversation. Because people, again, you know, when you attack the Democrats, people get defensive because they're like, but look what the Republicans are doing. The point I'm trying to make is that this is a business transaction. 
you know, Erica, we've talked about this. This is a business transaction. Both parties cause harm. I believe the Republican Party causes more harm. So I give my vote to the Democrats. But I'm also not going to be silent about the harm that they're causing yeah. because they cause less harm. And that's the stance I will continue to take. And well, I don't believe in a society where we cannot critique the left because yeah. they cause less harm. If you're causing harm, I'm coming for you. The end. You know, <laughs> that's just really how I feel about this. I so I, I just, I don't want to ever give ground to the idea that we cannot come after Biden because he's not yeah. Trump. Like yeah. that was never good enough. And I don't want to normalize that. As it's saying, oh, well, you know, like, well, he's better than Trump. Every time that someone says that, it just makes my blood boil. I I forget if I said this on the Independent Thought podcast, but I remember telling you this, Desmond, is I think yeah. the best way to look at the presidency is like he's the head coach of your favorite football team. Yes. And <laughs> if, you, if you put it in that perspective, you still love, like, I still love the Eagles, even if I say Jonathan Gannon is is evil and deserves to die. Like, I've said that with my mouth, and I don't mean it with, with my, my mouth, really, but like, but like, that's come out of my mouth. It doesn't mean I hate the Eagles. <laughs> I mean, I think that you're doing a bad job and you're hurting my favorite team, you know? And that's how I view Joe Biden. It's like, I don't hate America because, or, and I don't hate Democrats and I don't hate anything. I just think what you're doing is making our team lose over and over again, constantly, forever. And I'm sick of being the Cleveland Browns. I want a president who is Bill Belichick, you know, like, like I, I, I want someone who's going to make it happen. And yeah, the sports crossover <laughs> references where yep, yeah, we're, we're in If you are, if you're, like, you're a liberal Democrat and you're like, I, I like Joe Biden. Okay, cool. And you tell me that you put if you were to put him under the same scrutiny that sports talk your local sports talk radio puts your head foot football coach and tell me that he doesn't deserve more criticism, I'm gonna call you a liar straight to your face because there's no way that that is how you would talk about your head football coach. And that's football, and people don't die, you know. And this is a situation that literally holds people's lives in their hands. And so to say that that is the one that the per, the head coach deserves less criticism, like what the fuck are you talking about? Like it just it it blows my mind that people think that way. Yeah, you know the the last thing that I want to point out, kind of like my my final point here. Politifact, great organization, they have been tracking the promises that Joe Biden made on the campaign trail about what he said he would try to accomplish while he was in office. And they show either like what he did, what he's still trying to do, or what he failed to do. I would recommend that anyone and everyone go check out PolitiFact's, you know, Biden tracker, promise tracker. And there's also a, an important caveat here, because obviously, you know, the presidency, you know, this it's not set up like, you know, like where he's a king. He can't just do everything that he wants to do. Obviously, there's a legislative branch, a judicial branch involved. But there are quite a few things that he has complete control over, complete executive power to do the thing that he said he was going to do, that he said he valued, and he hasn't done it. So again, I think Despite people the need fact to be- that the majority of America would support legalizing weed, he continues to allow thousands of people to rob behind bars, even though he could stop them from doing so with the stroke of a pen. <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just, it's, it's, like, it's like one of- John, it's like one of 50. You know, yeah. it, 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 honestly, it's it's so, 
I want people to just be more aware of it, you know, because I think the mainstream media has us believing that it's just like, hey, you can't criticize this guy. You just, you can't do it. And if you do it, you're part of the problem. I had someone block me on Instagram for even criticizing Joe Biden because saying that like, <laughs> this is how Trump got elected in the first place. It's like, please, no, just no, okay? Anyway, please feel, go, feel free to go check that out. See for yourself the things that Biden has the ability to do still isn't doing them. I think it's so important for people to understand just exactly what the scope of all those issues are. And it's things that we need to be pressing him on. They may not listen to attacks from the right, but they'll listen to attacks from the left because we're the ones keeping them in office. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Totally. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. <Ugh. laughs> Hopefully, even with all of this that we've just said. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> God damn.